Hello, welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Velma, the first adult and mature take on the Scooby-Doo franchise. It stars executive producer Mindy Kaling as the voice of Velma Dinkley, with Sam Richardson, Constance Wu and Glenn Howerton in supporting roles. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, um, this is, well, let's be honest, we'll address an elephant in the room. It is getting dragged over, over broken glass and hot coals line uh, for what they've done to Scooby-Doo. The big one is it doesn't have Scooby-Doo in it. And Shaggy yeah, yeah. is not called Shaggy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, Shaggy, Shaggy was always... Norville Rogers, only everybody called him Shaggy. Yeah. And the only reason they'd call this novel Shaggy is uh, maybe some strange poor reference to the R&B guy <laughs> of the same name. Shaggy, Mr. Bombastic. But yeah, that's the big one. That's the big one right off the bat is there's no dog, no Scooby-Doo, uh, and Shaggy's not Shaggy. Um, ignoring the change in ethnicities because you and I have watched so many adaptations that this always happens that I, I think you're probably like me. It doesn't bother me unless the characterization is exceptionally tied whatever their ethnicity is supposed to be case in point would be you can't change the race of magneto because he's always a jewish holocaust survivor it is part of the kid's core character uh i think also you could make the argument for superman he's supposed to be from that american midwest um that uh population post world war ii brings you tied your it's it's the jewish immigrant america as it was created by two jewish americans in the 30s and that was their idea of you come to the u.s you create a better life you adopt these truth justice american way those are fairly fundamental connections to the core character that is based off ethnicity whether someone's Indian or or black or Asian when before they were white not really an issue for me at least this and these show... characters are just just <laughs> high school kids you know they, they are yeah <laughs> I was gonna say this show has many problems that for me isn't one of them and it's as if I mean we're talking about an animated series it's as if they have cast the actors in live action roles yeah so you've got Fred by Glenn Howerton of Always Sunny fame for those who watch it. Dennis, also from AP Bio. Um, I'm a, I love him. I reckon he's great. Um, he's getting to go really big with Fred. Um, and he's a spoiled rich kid. So spoiled he can't do basic tasks, including cut meat. <laughs> and Mindy Kaling, you know, she was the voice of Sabine Wren in Rebels. She's done voice work in the past she was a uh, in the office i think that's really where she made her name 
um, as and she was part of the writing staff on the US office. Like, you know, Velma, it it works. It should work. It shouldn't be a big issue. Um, and Constance Wu, Daphne, like being the spoiled rich girl. Well, I guess not rich, but the hot popular girl. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, Crazy Rich Asians shows you like that whole thing. Gangnam style is about that particular thing. High class, popular um girls with all the fashion like um brands and accessories that's actually what that show that song's about he just thinks it's about fun dance and like that sort of stuff but that's what Sai was actually getting like for that stuff that none of it bothers me it does have its issues though in other areas yeah so for me for the most part these are these other characters they may look a little bit different other than Fred, who is still white, always has been. Yeah. Also, they've come up with a reason for why he's wearing an ascot in this day and age. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a late bloomer. <laughs> yeah, he's a late bloomer. But um, yeah, so you know, the cast of the characters, they they do a lot of the characters. I mean, the fact that this is, I mean, this is the first ever Scooby Doo show. Without Scooby Doo, they make references to Scooby. You do see the mystery machine. So you know there's there's lots of references to Scooby Doo, Mystery Inc. and all of that. But it is still a very different thing. And I was I was open to it. So going in, and I thought even before seeing that first episode, this could be you know pretty cool to do on the podcast. It sounds like comics we have covered Scooby Doo before and it was the live action scooby-doo film written by james gunn the one we saw michelle geller freddie prince jr but that was a while ago now so this is the second time scooby-doo has been covered over on that film stew i think we did batman brave and the bold the scooby-doo crossover that they did but a recent scooby-doo animated film we've not covered it on the podcast trick or treat scooby-doo and that is the film where it was revealed that velma was gay and that was in a i think that was like a pg so that was essentially you know a kids movie so it happened there first but it didn't stop the show getting criticized for doing that same thing even though the show came after that but tonally it's a very different thing, isn't it? Heads are getting cut off, limbs are getting ripped off. Like this is a very violent world of Scooby Doo. And I was generally surprised watching all the way to the end on the final episode. I thought, come on, we're at least going to see a silhouette of Scooby Doo. Nothing. Nothing at all. One of the strange things it does, um, I was talking about this with a friend. It's like they were trying to ape the adult tone and success of the Harley Quinn animated show with Kaylee Cuoco, but with less understanding of why that works. Um, the other thing it does, and they did this right from the opening, the get-go, is they call out modern 
TV tropes and trends that like murder mysteries and teen dramas and all the rest of it do, even though they themselves are doing it. Like they've referenced Riverdale, they referenced um, shows on cable that are about hypersexual things, but you only like there's there's specifically reference Californication where there's all this boobage and nudity in the pilot and then it tapers off because that was just to get people in through the door initially and then they do the exact same thing but I think it's like they're trying to be clever by breaking the fourth wall but that only works if you don't then do the thing you that should have been misdirection but then they go ahead and do the exact same thing that they just said that they calling out and I can imagine they're annoying people or like you're talking down to me, you're calling out the thing and then you're going ahead and doing the thing. Almost like you're calling me out for sitting through this. That At least that seems to be, I didn't pay any attention to it online until after I finished the episodes. And that seems to be a big thing of like, they think they're cleverer than they are and they're insulting me. They're insulting people like adults who watch cartoons that are mature. Yeah, but a lot of things. Exactly what it is. Yeah, a lot of things like that just, yeah, fell, fell flat. You know, remember? I'm saying remember because I'm assuming, like me, you don't come up to watch Family Guy. I used to love Family Guy, but I've not watched it for the longest time. But remember, yeah. Family Guy, they used to do like a cutaway scene, and it could be like something resembling this show, and it would be yeah. for like a handful of seconds, and it would cut back to the main show. That's what this feels like, but they've done a whole season of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it does feel like it's the stretching it out. I mean, you mentioned like already like the reception of this show. Overwhelmingly negative, but that didn't stop them announcing a second season. It's already in development. I've got to think it was already in development. <laughs> it had to have been. Yeah, they they committed thinking they had something because they're not sure, you know, they're, they're chasing a trend. They're not sure what the trend is. Um, I heard someone actually breaking this down for something else, but it works. It's like executives, like they've made this feeling that they, they're seeing a trend on the horizon and they're going to get something out to ride the wave of that trend. Only what they've spied is not what they made. And the decision-making and management doubled down on something, not understanding what it is because the trend was on like the other way around. Like we're in a, an era at the moment where people are loving faithful adaptations and um, things from their nostalgia that are being given new lease of life by really fo- like capturing the essence of what it was initially uh, before the podcast, we we're talking about the last of us that's been so well received by just not only because it's such a well-produced series, the production, the, the, the sit, the set dressing, the acting, the music, all of it top notch, but the fans of the, the video game who are, who are, huge fans the game came out back in 2013 so they've got a decade of investment into the quality of the story those guys and girls are being seeing that 
given the correct amount of love and thoughtfulness and and faithfulness in their adaptation like the ghostbusters movie afterlife it was like the same thing like we trying to capture that thing from the 80s which made people fall in love with this franchise to begin with we've got sonic on the horizon which sorry mario brothers on the horizon which looks like they've finally figured out like just do the video game stuff and make it animated and get a competent animation studio to do it for you and then this comes in off the back of basically the last wave of the let's make something mature that was initially for children and scale it up to people who would have grown up with that but try hit them where they are now which is your riverdales your chilling adventures of sabrina and probably a a bunch of other stuff that i never caught because it wasn't inside my sphere and yeah it's yeah, like I said, that's why they've got a second season. They'd already started production because animated shows you really have to, you know, it takes 18 months between pen to paper to first episode coming out. Um, which is why there's been such a long gap for Invincible season two, because it had to wait to get renewed and then they renewed multiple seasons in advance because they need to get the production lines moving so there's not such a big gap between seasons anymore. Yeah. So they've done that with this. They've anticipated it being received correctly and they've already committed the assets to season two. You know, I know people that just turned off after one episode. I like just wasn't into it because, you know, the portrayal of the characters or it being more adult orientated. It's not how they want to watch Scooby Doo again, although he's not actually in it. But I'm, I was okay because it's like, do you know what? It's as well as, not instead of. All the yeah. new Scooby-Doo content is still being made. It still exists. Although, did you hear about they did a crossover movie, Crypto and Scooby-Doo? I heard it about it. Seen... Warner Brothers pulled it, shelved it, not going to release it. I've not seen it, but it's been leaked online. You can actually watch it. But it was one of the projects, along with the live-action Batgirl film, that Warner Brothers shelved. But anyway, Scooby-Doo, new Scooby-Doo is still being made, whether it's TV series, outside of Elmer, or movies, so they can coexist. But I was looking at who else is behind this, like Mindy Kaling, again, not just the star, an executive producer, the showrunner on the show, Charlie Grandy. If you're unfamiliar... His career began on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. He worked on Saturday Night Live, The Office. It's like, and I'm guessing that's where I met Kaling, but it's like, wow, this guy has worked on some great shows. And when we're talking about the main cast in this show and the animation style, like the, the design, the look, I think looks great. It's a good-looking show. It's got a great cast. Um Having Grandy as the showrunner, there is so much talent working on this show, whereas a lot of it just it just fell flat for me, to be honest. And just the mystery, what's going on, where's Belma's mum, who took her, what's really happening, who's behind all of this. Where you see Scooby-Doo, where the mask gets pulled at the end of the episode, where we're having to wait until... The whole season, and we're talking. I mean, what is it? Ten episodes. That is a long yeah. time to finally 
find out who's in it. But the rest of the cast are actually Frank Welker. I mean, he's the guy, isn't he? He's voiced Fred since the 60s. Since the very first yeah. Scooby-Doo cartoon, Frank Welker, not only Fred, he's the voice of Scooby-Doo, although that wasn't needed for this, but he's always present. The other actors, they get left behind, even when they did that most recent Scoob film where you had Zac Efron as Fred and they recast everybody. Will Forte was Shaggy. Frank Welker, still Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so they... They brought him back. I think the only time he hasn't been involved with Scooby-Doo was a pup named Scooby-Doo in 88. Other than that, he's always involved with Scooby-Doo. He's the only actor to all, to always come back. Yeah, and they didn't even give him like a side character. Like They could have used him for the mayor, really, if you wanted to find a way to honour the, the fact that he's been there since day naught. You could have given him the side character of the mayor. I know, like, but having him like, as Fred's dad, that fits. He's older. So that's, yeah, um, yeah I do I do like that. So he is William Jones in this. So I do like that little bit of casting there. But Wanda Sykes has such a distinctive voice. She's voicing Linda Blake, Daphne's other adoptive mother, or one of them, who shares Donna's profession, Donna being Donna Blake, voiced by Jane Lynch. So they're the two bumbling cops, but they're very good at being parents. And Wanda Sykes, I was watching Guess Who Scooby-Doo, and she was in one of those episodes as herself. So she's been yeah. a part of the Scooby-Doo world before. But, I mean, this is a very well-cast show. It's going through all the guest stars, like Weird Al Yankovic, He's in there. Ah, oh, such a great cast. Jim Rash is Dave. Yeah. The self-proclaimed yeah. cool mayor of Coolsville. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Melissa Fumiero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine as one of the, the hot chicks, Sophie. Um, yeah, they do have a great cast. It's just, I'm not sure if, like, I banged it out in a day. Um it kind of meandered about a lot. Like when you, it felt that thing of like they stretched the premise of the mystery out over those whole 10 episodes. And it spent two or three episodes meandering around without any new angle, any new suspect, any new this or that. And so in the sense, she's just meandering around and like, oh no, my, uh, my anxiety has hit me. I'm, I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm like, do this again? Did we not, not just cover this? Like, not get over this? Yeah, and it, uh, I, I, I felt I was losing focus throughout some of these episodes. Where I'm like, all right, take a break, go make a sandwich. Just like, to um, yeah, just give you an idea on pacing because I mean, this is something that I, I honestly was waiting to watch. So when they dropped the first episode, I was there for it. The day it came out is the day I watched it. And what I didn't realise they were going to do until I watched that first episode, two episodes weekly, the same day. So we got it on binge here in Australia in the US, HBO Max. So the whole season was out across five weeks. Yeah. 
which is pretty quick, really. I mean, obviously, ordinarily, it'd just be one per week. So that helped the pacing a little bit because it wasn't too drawn out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just sitting through and binging it all at once, I found from episode to episode, um, it, it felt like the plot was spinning its wheels. I'm like, oh. Well, again, okay. like it's 10 half-hour episodes to find out who's under the mask, like who's behind this, whereas yeah. it's either a 20-minute episode or half an hour episode of TV, or they're going to put it out in like a 70-minute movie. Yeah. I think another thing is the show is called Velma, so she's the central character rather than being an ensemble for other characters where you need to spend a significant amount of time. But also, she's thoroughly unlikable. She has a lot of horrible traits. She's constantly taking advantage of Norval, despite the fact he clearly is romantically interested in her, and he she's using him just using him like i need you to take me here i need you to do this i need you to find this for me uh she's all over daphne like trying to like get over that like reignite that friendship and then when daphne is dealing with some actual like legitimate issues that she needs a shoulder to like to to speak to belma's completely disinterested because she's focused elsewhere you're like wow you're a real piece of shit and when that's your main character, those are terrible, like, you shouldn't hate the main character. You're watching everyone talk about how she's self-centered, and you're like, they're right, though. She is self-centered. And it never comes back around of her winning you over. Like, she's slightly less, like, a piece of shit by the final yeah, episode. Yeah, and, and, and when she's listening to all those uh, VMs, voicemail yeah which is like a running <laughs> gag <laughs> like yeah she she does listen to all the little voice notes that shaggy or norville leaves for her oh shaggy's dad actually looks like shaggy <laughs> like, yeah exactly was, like shaggy yeah that was cool uh, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> that was right. cool but you know she does have that realization we're getting a second season maybe she'll soften some more but you're right yeah she is not a nice person at all no no um and in fact, she locks, you know, at the end of the season, she locks her father, her not quite stepmother, and her baby sister out of the house. Like, uh, that's, a, that's a baby. Like, that's a real piece of work you're doing there. Yeah, so I can understand what I, this had to go through, I'm assuming, uh, notes from like the studio and that kind of stuff and you know then, then when they write down like oh do you think this is really this will really work i i question this main character pitch meetings does it great all the time when they're talking about shows like uh do you is that something we think will resonate with people how did did anyone ask those questions they're like oh is it is it smart to have such an unlikable main character it it sometimes works constantine i like to bring up we both love that character he is a piece of crap but there's some some deep complexity there and he is actually trying to do good he's just can't help the fact that he's a piece of crap and he often makes situations worse that he's involved in 
and he owns there is it. a through line of like he is trying to get somewhere better he is trying to improve things yeah he knows um, his shortcomings yeah yeah and we're aware of it and you watching him struggle legitimately with them all the time it kind of wins you over in that she's missing that fred has multiple awakenings over the course of the season of like becoming a feminist and trying to help people remembering her name like like he's got a lot of growth daphne has probably the most growth um nor norval unfortunately just becomes bitter which you can understand because he was there being like the cheerleader the whole time helping and everything goes wrong for him and then she, she just Belma comes back to take more advantage of him he's lost his girlfriend <laughs> his house has been oh ruined my God, yeah but yeah you're like wow yeah all, all that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth again for the main character of the show not a good look i feel like for me it was softened because it's animated if it was live action, yeah. it would be a lot more apparent how awful a character she is it really really would be but um yep no scooby-doo though we're getting a second season maybe they're going to lean more more into it there because they've come together as a group um be interesting to see where it goes um the opening and closing theme song uh, the song was written and performed by craig de leon i'm not too familiar with him well at all really outside of this but it kind of works you know it is it is what it, yeah. what it is yeah I, the music was good like i said the animation quality is good um everyone's doing a good job it looks great it's just it feels like it hasn't quite found its voice in terms of what Again, when you're attacking the people who should be your core audience, adults who are watching a cartoon for adults who probably have some pre-existing like uh, nostalgia for your source material. Um, I wasn't overly offended, but I could see, and I was, for the most part, I was fine with it. There's nothing that stood out. I'm like, how dare you do that? Such a thing. But I like yourself like to come to something like just open don't read any reviews don't look up any like people's personal opinions if anything just just look at showrunners writers actors like music all that sort of stuff stuff specifically for the production and then let it hit me and then i just write down my stream of consciousness as i watch it and it was fine it's just it it might have the issue of something I've discussed before, something has to be good or great, and people will talk about it like, oh my God, like, oh, it was so good. You have to see this. Or on the other side, it has to be awful. It has to has done something so bad, and people will talk about like, oh, you won't believe what I just saw. This, 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 and this. People are being offended at this for certain content, but not because of it being awful. Just they're offended by the way they're putting putting themselves across over what the show is and what it does. For me, I just found it in the middle, which is the worst. And when something is just there, it all bleeds together. It starts, nothing stands out. So it's hard to recall specifics of like what happened. 
and then give it a few weeks and you won't remember any of it. And it's just right down the middle where there's no feeling one way or another. Um, I feel like that's where this show is going to land for me is I'll check out the season two, see if they find some more footing, if they really nail down that concept of what the show is supposed to be or could be. But I'm still, I'm struggling. I forgot Brad's dad was in it because he's not in it very much. And the mayor, I don't think, turns up until like halfway through the season. Yeah. It's, and yeah, with... there's a whole, it's kind of wishy-washy. I didn't realize until I think it was like the back half of the season that the principal's novel's mother. Right. And that yeah, only yeah. comes about from yeah. one point. But yeah. Like they never, it feels like information that was told to me and I just, Never, it never landed. There's a, there's a lot of that sort of stuff. Even if I was to put up, bring up pictures, or if you were to bring up pictures right now of like ignoring Fred Velma, Daphne, Norval, um, here's the other teen characters, the other, the hot girls who need to be protected. What are the names? I don't think I could tell you. They didn't really stick out to me. No. Well, we, we do find out. I can't remember the character's name, which is making your point. <laughs> Daphne's biological mother, I do know, was voiced by Ning Na Wen, which is yeah. really cool. Again, like such great casting on the show, but um, I'd have to go back and look at my notes to see. <laughs> oh, Carol. <laughs> she, played, yeah. she played Carol. One of the crystal thieves. That's right. That's right. And Ken Lung was Davin, her biological dad. I'm looking at my notes. That's not from memory. But yeah, on the mystery, it's it's Fred's mom. She's the one that was behind all of it. Um yeah. And go. she wanted a smart, intelligent woman like herself in his brain because she realized he was too stupid to run the company that she herself had built. Yes. Like it makes sense. <laughs> it, Does it? it makes sense. <laughs> But except for the fact that she like noticed, wait, had been trying to select, um, don't have the experience of understanding, like, what a gift of being a rich white guy, running a company like the, such such a massive step up in like, terms of advantage. Um. But yeah, it's. It felt like it should have been a dad. He was the psycho. He was the one who's having issues. Um, although it wouldn't have answered why he was trying to take their brains out. But yeah. Yeah, there's there's plenty of red herrings throughout the season. But yeah, it just like I said, a lot of the details just became wishy-washy. I'm like, who wait, who's who's what? Huh? There's something about a general that's in there somewhere who hypnotized people. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the, the thing. details. <laughs> yeah, the details just kind of slipped away. Yeah. Well, all right then. If you're going to rate Velma season one out of five, I'm going to come in at a two. Um, as I said, it's it's not so bad that it angered me. Uh, I didn't feel strongly enough about it one way or another. Um, and despite the talent at, in the voice work, in the writing room, and on the music side, it just didn't impress me enough for any other things to stick and it doesn't i wouldn't say it's a recommend 
it'd be one of those things of like if they find their feet in the second season then maybe i can come back and watch the first season with a with a new lens at the moment just a two out of five how about yourself yeah also a two for me three is a recommend three or above is something i would recommend this is definitely below that it's a two it's a great looking show i'd go as far as saying i liked some of the gags i yeah could not definitely recall i don't remember laughing out loud maybe some you know i don't know like there's some humorous moments the show looks great the gore, although it's very far removed from what we know from Scooby-Doo, I thought they did a good job of that. It's a lot more violent than I, I guess I thought it was going to be going in, even though I knew it was a more adult take on these characters. The cast is great. The um, the cast designs matching the actors, I thought they they did a really good job. Like, you know, Shaggy's wearing the Shaggy outfit or Norville is wearing the Shaggy outfit. <laughs> Daphne's wearing what Daphne wears. Velma's wearing what Velma wears. She's got the glasses. There's a lot of emphasis on that. So it does look like Mystery Inc. But whether it's the mystery didn't end up being interesting enough and just by the end it fell a little bit flat, maybe it was just too drawn out. I'd imagine they're going to have the same approach with season two. One main mystery running through, but we'll have to wait and see. But it's a... He said two out of five. I can't go any higher than that. And honestly, I don't know anyone else other than you and me that's watched it all. I honestly know. Yeah. I know people yeah. have been curious and maybe checked out an episode, but haven't stuck with it. Yeah. I've had plenty of people like, ah, oh, no, mm, I saw the trailer and there's enough in that trailer for me to say, no, nah, I'm not interested. And enough trusted voices online who like, and then they ask, like, wait, what did you think? I'm like, oh, don't watch it. Uh, it's <laughs> don't that would watch have, been, it, yeah, that would have um, been a shorter review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, for that for those reasons of I don't know who exactly they made the show for. Oh, me neither. Definitely <laughs> me no neither. one I can think of. And it's not the people I said the people who asked, I'm like, it's definitely not for you. Like it's not what you wanted. Uh, one of them specifically was like the most recent scooby-doo cartoon they're like all i wanted was that but slightly but but more serious same animation same voice actors but more adult mysteries and uh, i would have been happy like it didn't need to age up that much just take it from like 13 year old to 18 year old yeah not but in then, terms of like yeah but then it might like f-bombs and stuff just something the more audience serious they're going for honestly i still watch them uh, the, you know, Trick or Treat Halloween. Oh, no, Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo. Happy Halloween Scooby-Doo was the one before or a yeah. couple before that. But they they are good. Uh, the um, Trick or Treat Halloween. No, I'm getting them all mixed up. Happy Halloween Scooby-Doo. It had Elvira in it, but it also had Jonathan Crane Scarecrow from Batman. That's and, of cool. course, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. They yeah. are good. They release a handful of them, two, maybe three a year, it seems. And I am still enjoying those. But yeah, this is, yeah, I, I did have that thought when watching it. Who have they made this for? I mean, have you heard there's a new Flintstones cartoon coming out called Bedrock? It's an adult Pebbles. She's the main character. 
And I believe she's going to be voiced by Elizabeth Banks, who's a executive producer on the show. So it seems similar to this. I don't know if they're going to go adult, you know, like they've done with this show. But it's like they've looked at Velma. Great. Let's do a second season. And let's actually green light that Bedrock show. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that shakes out. Um, it's, an odd, it's an odd one. It's Elizabeth an odd Banks, one because... though, after Cocaine Bear, I'm yeah. willing. <laughs> she has my attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it for our episode all about Velma. If you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon. <laughs>